Well, hello. Welcome to the Leesburg Talk Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. I just felt like a wham, 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 wham. Uh, sitting around the table today, we have Sammy. Hello. Courtney. Hi. Grady. Hey. And myself. How's everybody doing today? We're good. Oh, good. Yeah. good. It's good. wonderful. Beautiful weather out. Yeah. Beautiful rainy Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rainy Monday. Yeah. Rainy, mon- rainy days and Mondays always get me down. Is that a song? Yes. Yeah, good. Are you yeah. really down today? Yeah, I'm down today. <laughs> well, fantastic. Uh, we're glad to see you're down. Fantastic. Today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, just came out of a good weekend, really cool weekend at church. Uh, a few things coming up that are really sweet uh, that I'm excited about. Yeah, Brady leaving. Well, <laughs> wow, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited. Great. No, uh, yeah, Grady, this is your last week this with my us. last week. Uh, you've been here for... Ten weeks, Ten weeks. forever, and, uh, and you're going to be taking off this week and, yeah. and heading back, and eventually going back to school. Back to school, so the cool year. senior year, final Whoa. year, final year. You're going to be a senior. You're going to rule the school. I uh, hope so. Big dog on campus. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brady, it has been a pleasure having you here with Thank us this you. summer, and we're thankful for all you've done and Thank you. Uh, uh, helped us with the summer. It's been a Thank cool you. thing. So if you happen to see Grady this week. Before Wait, Wednesday, I guess you won't. You won't before yeah. you hear this podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. you should have told him by the last weekend. Week. Sorry, oh. guys. Oh. Yeah. He has a Facebook, guys. That's right. Fresh. Facebook. Facebook's on there. Uh, you can find him and and yes. wish him well. Um. So yeah, Grady's leaving this week. I. Another thing that's happening in the next month or two is uh, September thirteenth through the fifteenth. We're going to Cave Run. We are. Uh, that's Camping. gonna be a cool weekend. Yeah. Woohoo. Camping, uh, camping at Cave Run. Um, Sammy talked to us a little bit about I what I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. Gotcha. Here's what it's going to look like. We've rented out Twin Knobs in the name of Leesburg Church, which only means this. We have the space available for our people to come and go however they want during that weekend. Uh, we actually have it <clears throat> from Friday through Monday morning. And... Uh, there's uh, RV camping available, of course, and if you are interested in that, you need to let us know because there are some limitations to the spaces on the RV camping. Tent camping's unlimited. We have a boat dock there. Of course, the access to the lake. Uh, you're responsible for all your own critters and children. Um, just keep that in mind. Uh, we don't have really an agenda. We just have a place rented out for you to come and go and enjoy uh, our weekend at the lake. And you're providing food? I, I am not providing no. food. <laughs> so, so you're on your own. You're on your own. Bring your own, food. Yeah, bring your own food. I wouldn't attempt to try to feed yeah. that motley crew. But yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah we, we are going to have, uh, you know, we'll put up a fire at night. If you want to come and join us at the fire, you can. If you don't, that's okay, too. You can have your own fire, I guess. Yeah. But um, we are having a church service on that Sunday morning there at the little amphitheater that's located in Twin Knobs. And so bring your cornhole boards and... Your boat and a tube and life vest and come and enjoy the weekend. It's like you can come up just for the day if you want to too and hang out. Yeah. And then if you wanted to pull your boat over and hang out in our area at Twin Knobs, you could do that. You could dock off there and eat whatever you want to do and then go back to the lake. Yeah. Could I bring my John boat? Sure. Can I bring my jet skis? Sure. Don't have jet skis. I know you don't. That'd be fun. You do have a John boat. I do have a John boat. The only problem with uh, the John boat, John, 
is that the name? Uh, uh, no, it's not the name. It's actually on Cave Run. If if it's a little bit choppy and there's a lot of boats, it can be a little bit rocky. Mm-hmm. It's one of those lakes you kind of need a little bit more of a substantial boat, mm-hmm. probably. But I mean, you could pull it into the coves around there, and if you wanted to fish, whatever. It's good time, you know. We've got several people that are bringing their boats, so there ought to be plenty of fun to be had by all. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, how do I sign up for that? Let's say I wanted to bring my camper or tent camp. What should I do? Well, we go to the social media queen. Oh, boy. Leesburg.cc, we have an events page, so that's where you want to be because you've got all your forms right there online. You can let us know um, what we're doing and what we're doing. It's just sort of a basic RSVP with your people and how you're going to camp. Yeah, and that's just for space concerns, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We just want to make sure that we've got space for everybody, and then we want to like get you information as we get closer. I do want to announce that I am the uh, cornhole champion, so I'm going to be challenging anybody. Ooh. Let me ask you though: yeah. uh, Is that a name that you've given yourself? A title you've given yourself? Uh, no, Important it's question. not. I have been given this title statewide. Oh wow! Ooh. Underhand or overhand? I'm oh, not I definitely sure underhand. I don't know if I buy it. I don't think this is. Do you have a trophy? Well, yeah, I do. I think not for cornhole, but I've got a trophy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should video it at camp and see if it really is yeah, true. I mean, he Big can talk. probably beat all of us goons at Leesburg, but is it a statewide team? I don't know. It's big talk. Yeah, it is. Big talk. I'm willing to back it up. Come see. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it. All Bring right. Um, so that's happening. Um, and then, Sammy, this this series uh, you just started, which is a really neat series. Faith, faith. Yeah, okay. there was that. Marvelous um, faith. Is that a song? It's a series on faith. Oh yeah, oh. circumstantial <laughs> evidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, in case we've missed, let's just recap real quick. Okay. In case we've missed the first two weeks, um, tell us real quickly what this. I mean, it's a series on faith. So yeah, in a synopsis, it'd be kind of like this, is that it is, it's my observation of, of not only my own life, but the lives of people I've been around on through my Christian journey, is that our foundation of faith sometimes gets skewed with a misunderstanding of what really biblical faith is. Uh, it's, we tend to think it's more of a wish or a hope or I believe it kind of when I see it kind of thing. And... Um, my suggestion is, right out of the pages of Scripture this past week, Hebrews 11 particularly, that faith is being certain. It's a surety. It is not something that you hope for, wish for. And I think that um, if people could arrive to that conclusion, and the big thing is, is that our faith is not in our circumstances. why I call it circumstantial oh, yeah. evidence. It's not based in our circumstances, which that's the big problem for a lot of people that if they don't see God working in their lives or answering their prayers the way they want then they bail mm-hmm. and you know I think that's been a the, the failing of a lot of people who have been seeking God in Christianity they've sought it more from a good luck point of view yeah uh, you know kind of a karma idea than they have from uh, of what God has already done through it for us through his son Jesus which is give us hope in, in eternity which you know, it doesn't matter what our circumstances are. That's the big one. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the big one. So so it's kind of hope on steroids, so, so to speak. Um, 
Uh, it's the idea that we don't have we can trust God regardless of our circumstances. Mm-hmm. We don't have to continually question: Is God there? Is He listening? Of course He is. Yeah. You know, of course He is. He's God. Yeah. Uh, the question is: Is are you willing to be found faithful in the midst of whatever? crazy circumstances you may be going through if you really trust him as god now you have to think about that if you really trust him as god who's at, who is the, the creator of the heavens and the earth then he he knows what he's doing better than you know what he's doing mm-hmm. see that's the idea and so i think that that gets a lot of people out of kilter with their faith so that's kind of what we're tackling and this weekend one of the things that stood out to me about this past weekend was you made a uh, um you pointed out a, a common thinking pattern for a lot of people that come to our church and that is you know people say you know maybe not publicly but privately they'll say to us do you really do you really believe jesus is coming back yeah yeah you know yeah, what I mean? that's right there's a lot of people who you know who are christians who aren't really sure about that sure and you know that was actually it's interesting because that was uh, actually prophesied as being one of the signs of the times, yeah. is that people would scoff at it and say, hey, he hadn't come back for X amount of days or years or whatever, mm-hmm. so yeah. where's the promise of his coming? Yeah. Well, I've never doubted that. Yeah. I really haven't. I, I, I've had a lot of problems in my faith, but that's not been one of them. Yeah. Um, and that also served as a primer of sorts and to prime our thinking because you also announced that when – four weeks or so you're going to start another series yes and it's going to be talking about the, the second return, coming of right? christ the return of christ yeah yeah, yeah. so th- that's going to be a really cool series yep. we're excited about that yeah i'm pumped yeah, up about that yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of my wheelhouse i enjoy it i've studied it my whole life and really enjoy that aspect it's motivational for me it's you know that whole aspect of i know we're kind of getting off subject a little bit but <clears throat> the second coming of christ for me is is not about um uh salvation you know i don't think that and what i mean by that is i i really don't think it matters a whole lot of what millennial view that you particularly have mm-hmm. with regard to your salvation but it has a lot to do with motivation yeah for me it's motivational if i understand it then it motivates me to act out in the christian faith accordingly yeah so that's for me it's motivational well, keeps I'm, me going when i don't feel like it yeah so. Well, I'm really uh, enjoying this series and looking forward to, to that one yeah. coming up. Um, let's shift topics for just a moment and kind of dive into uh, an area that, you know, last week we were talking uh, uh, off offline. We were talking about uh, what we wanted to talk about this week, and and you know, we live in such a polarizing time, really, uh, especially revolving around social media. Um, there are a lot of just uh, uh, fighting. There's a, lot, there's a lot of fighting and arguing on social media, um, and for a Christian, that that exp- that 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 is a kind of a bigger issue because sometimes you can compromise your witness because of a view that you hold, mm-hmm. and so uh, so I thought we could talk about that a little bit today and talk about uh, how to use social media in a in a positive way or how to be engaged in a positive way on social media. And maybe, maybe where we need to start, John, is with this, is the idea that should should a Christian engage in social media uh, conversations that are controversial? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how, how much are we... I mean, that's a, I've been asked that yeah, question. Yeah. Should, I, should I be involved in... Uh, should I be able to explain what my political view is? Yeah. 
should I be able as a Christian? Should I be able to do? I think that there's knee-jerk reactions all over the place, and yeah. I think there's a lot of confusion yeah. about it, and yeah. which is part of the reason we decided to talk about it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. So, so should I engage? Yeah. Let's start there. Courtney, what do you think? Well, I, I think knee-jerk reaction is a kind of, it's an important phrase because it describes exactly what is happening. Because there are so many different topics that are quite polarizing, and it doesn't look like um, it. Christian responses don't look different than antagonist responses, you know. And and so it's all it's all pretty negative. It's all pretty heated. Um, and I think that comes exactly from knee jerk reactions. Mm-hmm. I took offense to that, and I need to respond to vindicate my myself and my belief. And and I don't I'm not sure that that is a great reflection of Christianity. I don't think it's a great reflection of Christ. But I, that's what we're seeing happening. Yeah. yeah. I think with as with most things, motivation, mm-hmm. uh, motive behind it is, is yeah is is, is well. Here's part yeah. of the problem with the motive motive behind it. <coughs> I cannot hear your tone through a printed that's right message. Right. I can't see your expression. I can't tell in your eyes if you're disdained or right. loving yeah, yeah. saying this. You know what I mean? Right. Plus, if I don't have a relationship with you, then I don't know where you're coming yeah. from. Right. All I can do is read what's written, and I can interpret that however I want to according right. to the mood that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That That's very dangerous, sure. in my opinion, mm-hmm. and you got to be very, exactly. very careful about that. You know, I've got a little story about this for you guys. Yeah. Uh, this actually happened over the weekend. We had one of our, um, a very well-known large church that has satellites in our area that made a Twitter post. And the Twitter post was uh, basically, um, you will love our church. Our church is bigger, but that doesn't mean it's not authentic and real. And anyway, they used the phrase, our church, our church, our church. I couldn't let it go. So I had to comment on that. So my comment was, dear friends at this church, um, I've made this mistake myself before. I've caught myself doing this. It's not our church. It's his church and our ministry. Uh And, you know, I I just, I felt like that I needed to say something about that. And I said, blessings, love what you do. You know, I was trying to be encouraging, but I, I did feel like because I knew it was a young person that po- younger person that posted this without really thinking but I thought the message that's going out to a broad band of, of, of people this is because it's a well-known ministry they needed to consider their wording a little bit mm-hmm. boy when you when you start talking about our church yeah. you got to be careful there the, but those but that's the problem with yeah. social media yeah. they yeah. didn't intend that right Right, and I and I and I pointed that out. I said, I know I've made the same error, yeah. and I'm not trying to judge you for it, but I, I just be careful about your wording, yeah. because it, when it's our church, that's when it's, we're in trouble. Yeah, that's it's right. his church. That's right. <laughs> but but then there's there's another side of that argument that says you know with social media being so big and so much, I mean your your re quote or repost or whatever or comment might have been buried with oh, five hundred thousand yeah, yeah. others. Oh, I'm sure. And so you know. The other argument with that is, uh, is engaging or saying even a constructive uh, 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 rebuttal of sorts, mm-hmm. is that make a difference? It probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. But I, like, if, okay, so if I 
and I do. I work for a church, so I pay attention to how people respond to the things that we put out. And that affects how we do things, just personally. And we're right. not, we don't have a great social, like a huge social media following. So it's pretty manageable. But the fact that you sandwiched it in some complimentary and understanding I did, language. And I, com- I was tried to be yeah. very complimentary to them. Yeah, and I think that gets heard better that travels farther than oh i'm so glad that your church you know like there are ways that we type these things that you know and and i think that is probably the safest way to engage and i don't i don't think that you were aiming to vindicate not at all it was strictly an encouragement but again your comment john about motivations what sparked me to think about that my my motivation really was as an older christian guy that's been in ministry a long time Mm -hmm. You know, just be careful about how you do things. You know, words are powerful and they're important. And God bless you for your work and you're doing a great work and great ministry. But we we do need and that, you know, that's what makes me push back a little bit from social media is strictly paranoia. Yeah, I'm worried about the interpretation of of what I say, because we've probably all been versus what I mean, where we post something with with no negative motive we've but we've posted something mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden well, we're getting lit up because mm-hmm. how can you say that well simple you know but well, but right. you can't mm-hmm. interpret that motive sometimes i have like an, i entirely avoid it but i like in personal conversation i do talk to people that mm-hmm. are offended by my opinion and that doesn't really bother me because we can sort of flush it out but like politically i do i do not engage I just don't, and yeah. and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I feel like that is the safest place to be because of where I work and the people that I'm around, and um, witness is valuable to me, mm-hmm. and logic and reason is a big part of that, and if I'm losing my logic and reason on social media, I, it's, yeah, that, well, that I think, is scary You know, Courtney, I think it's a great point because we have to ask ourselves some important questions. What, what am I trying to gain mm-hmm. here? What, what am I really trying to accomplish? I think we really need to ask ourselves those questions. Am I trying to put someone down? Am I trying to look a superior? Am I trying to be, is this an arrogant, antagonistic remark, as you've already alluded to? Am I trying to create controversy, or am I trying to be a peacemaker? Right. 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 And I think uh, my goal is always to present a biblical view. And that is really tough on mine to say exactly what you mean because someone is always going to zero in on the thing that you missed and then you've got to defend it for Mm -hmm. so long and that's Mm -hmm. i don't want to defend myself Mm -hmm. i want the bible to speak for itself and so if i'm going to get in the way on facebook i'm not going to do it let's have a conversation yeah Yeah. and people today like not my generation but like the millennials and the people those people Mm -hmm. they're just on there for their popularity Oh, I got a like. Let me see what I have. They're looking for those people, and they're like comments. What's and all the that what's stuff. the word for that? Trolls. Trolls. Yeah. What? Uh, there are tro- uh, the term is trolls on social. They're trolls are people who typing and to try to get a yeah antagonistic yeah. comments yeah. to get a reaction. Yeah, yeah. and that's what the, that's what those people are looking for today in that that mm-hmm. society. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a way for them to buy things like buying likes online for like fifteen dollars you can buy likes you can buy likes Courtney. Wow. <laughs> i could be a lot more popular yeah that's how they get more popularity they're buying them 
and yeah, I and can have so it's many just more so. Things. And those people, what do I buy these? And those people that buy them, so I don't know the, <laughs> the black market. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you give me twenty bucks, I'll tell you I like you. <laughs> <laughs> Good investment. Good investment, right there. Twenty bucks. Well, so here, here, so here's the thing. So th- let's think about engaging in social media because I I get what you're saying, but there are sometimes that. I struggle with this because I want to engage mm-hmm. yeah. all the time. I see yeah. something that I think is absurd, yeah. and I want to engage. Now, sometimes right. I have to choose whether or not this is beneficial or not. Right. right? And yeah. I feel okay not engaging, but let's no. talk about if you want to engage. Want to. How do? Yeah. What do we do? I so let us hear it, Mr. Confrontation. Well, <laughs> 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 I guess that's part of the truth. Is you know, like I'm okay with confrontation. And I think one of the main things that people struggle with as Christians responding to controversial topics is they don't, they want to say exactly what they mean and not water it down by being polite. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a confusion because to say I've made this mistake, we need to be careful about our language and referring to it as our church versus the kingdom of God. I've, that is constructive, but I think sometimes people are like, if I sandwich this with concessions, I'm, I'm really not presenting what I yeah, that or um, I think we've lost as a, as a culture, we've lost the ability to have a conversation void of emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just talk facts and reason and logic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think because so, that's sometimes I think where I default in a conf- conversation, I can generally be void of emotion mm-hmm. and just look at logic and reason. Yeah. And a lot of the circular arguments of today that are popular in our culture mm-hmm. don't but they're, they're circular arguments they're so you can't fueled really by emotion right That's the cycle um i was reading this morning uh, about uh, uh critical theory hmm. that uh is coming out of universities and it's uh kind of growing in our culture and it's, it's the presupposition that we we belong to a class or group based on race, gender, ethnicity, uh, cultural background, whatever. And that's where we find our identity. Um, and uh, that's where everything drives out of that out of that group. And so that's where, mm-hmm. you know, identity politics and uh, a lot of the, the racial wars that we're, or, uh, or frustration that we're seeing today is coming out of this type of thinking. And to me, that seems like a circular issue that, is void of reason and logic, right? Um, so my my gut is often to engage, but sometimes I gotta, I've got to weigh the pros and cons of engagement. One, do I know this person, right? Mm-hmm. If I don't know the person, mm-hmm. they don't care what I'm saying or not, right? If I see something that's that pulls a response out of me, that well, I'd like to engage with that. I've got to wonder or ask myself, do I know this person? If it's void of relationship, they're not going to care about anything I say, mm-hmm. right? So that's yeah. the first step that I have to take. And then secondly, can I communicate in a way that is not offensive or th- not intended to draw offense, uh, mm-hmm. but in a way that, that accurately portrays what I'm thinking? So why would you do that? Why? Well, sometimes I think correction. I think sometimes there's a need for correction. Um, uh, so that, that would be one of the big Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's what stirs our emotion in the whole media thing, though, when we feel like there's something overtly that's wrong about what's being yeah. said? Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, and you, and, so. and and maybe you're actually considered part of that group. For instance, you're a Christian. Maybe it's a Christian making that comment, and you don't want to be lumped in with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, this whole the whole racism issue has always been interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, been a kind of observer and a student of it my whole life, even though I've never really struggled personally with it. I don't feel like, but to some degree, I. I there, as you get, I think as time, as you mature, you you make concessions mm-hmm. in your mind. And and here's what I mean by that. I always thought that was interesting when Paul wrote certain things. He said, this concession I make, mm-hmm. because his wisdom had led him to the fact that some things really weren't worth battling mm-hmm. over. Sure. You're missing the point. You know? Yeah, that's right. My, my, one of my concessions that I've come to understand is, is that I can't end racism. Right. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that through a comment. I'm going to do the only thing that I can do is be a part of the solution, not part of the problem, personally. Uh, because by nature, and this is an old phrase that, golly, it's it, it would create a lot of influx of comments. But birds of a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. Um, by nature, we have a tendency to gravitate toward those who are like us. Mm-hmm. Period. And so. Um, I don't think that I think that's always going to lend itself to prejudice and racism, whether it's skin color, philosophy, a cultural aspect. I, I just don't think you can get rid of that. I think we're trying to battle something sometimes that you can't really win. Well, now, here's the difference. And this is this is the line of demarcation for me with regards to racism. That's OK. And here's what I'm saying. You I don't I don't have to be like you and you don't have to be like me in order to not be a racist. I can accept you and you can accept me at being an individual, but I don't have to be I, in other words, I don't have to be engaging with you in order to prove that I'm not a racist. Yeah. So, but with that, so birds of a feather flock together, right? So I, I like outdoors, hunting, stuff like that, right? So you and I have a lot of that common, in common. Now, yeah. now um, let's say hypothetically, Grady, I, I don't know if you are or not. So, but let's say that you're a video game guy. You're a big video game guy. That's that's your hobby. That's your thing. I don't it have used to be, but not anymore because yeah. of the distraction. Yeah, I I don't have like I don't have a common ground understanding there, right? Yeah. But there are a lot of. I mean, the gaming community is a huge community, and it's a growing community, and like online gaming and. And uh, people watching people play online games on YouTube, which uh, I think it's neat, but it's strange. But I don't get it. And so, so the the friendship there is different, right? The yeah, camaraderie it, is different. It, here's my point: the, if you were to come out on social media and start cutting people down for wasting time playing games, that's right. They can turn around and cut you down for, for wasting going time and going woods. out and sitting with a fishing pole. In that's your right. Hand. That's right. So that's what I'm talking about. Right. You, you got to be accepting, in my opinion. Yeah. That people are different and 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 not con- try to conform everybody to a melting pot. Exactly. Everybody's you know the same. Right. I that's think right. that's a misnomer. No one's the same. Not going no to be. But everyone has equal value. Equal value. That's 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 that, the, that, key that's the key to the to whole it. idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get to, okay. and that's a concession that I've learned over time is that you I you don't have to be like me for me to like you. Exactly. That's right. And that's okay. Yeah. I don't know why we're so hung up on that. 
politically, this is where the big thing is politically, I think, on social media. Everybody thinks you got to think like I do or you're my enemy. Where did that come yeah. from? Yeah, that. Where 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 is that idea come from? Yeah. You know, I I I just don't feel that way. You know, and I've never felt that way. And you know, I I have an opinion. I have my ideas. I have, uh, you know, some of them are based on how I was raised. Some of them are based on biblical interpretation. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Some of them are raised uh, are are built on uh, being a, a born American living in Kentucky my whole life. Yeah. Um, and I get it, and I don't expect everybody from the North uh, West to think like I do. Right. Sure. Right. And, and nor should you. Uh, but but there's, at least in my thinking, there's there are some things where um, it's not a big deal if we agree or not. Let's say politically, that's, policy matters. There are some policies that, w- that we don't have to agree on. Mm-hmm. There are other policies that I think we, we should agree on and should fight to yeah. agree on. Right. Yeah, I would agree with uh, that. And, and so it's finding those lines, and and what, what, how do I distinguish between what matters and what doesn't? Mm-hmm. I think that's where we really struggle. We've got you know secondary issues or, or third tier issues that are now dividing people. Right. If you, well, you don't agree on me. Well, with, where I get with global warming, or uh, uh, or um, uh, fracking coal, we can't agree on these policies, and right. we can't agree on anything. Well, that's not necessary. That's not a fair thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think the big issue for me is often where do I draw that line? What mm-hmm. what should we work really hard to agree on? I think as a Christian, what we should do is, if you're going to see something like that and you want to say something, take a step back, reflect on it, and pray about it before you want to say something. Because don't jump on the gun. Because people will be like, mm-hmm. and. They're going to be like, oh, you're a Christian. I'm just going to attack you like really quickly. Don't jump on automatically. Think about what you're going to say because you need to really – am I going to say it that way or am I going to mean it the other way? Just think about it before automatically typing, texting, posting, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Pray about it. If you're if you're taking pride in the fact that you are known as an antagonist That's and not you're good. a Christian, right. you've got a problem. Yeah, or a exactly. Or provocateur. That's yeah. just the way I am. I say yeah. what I think. Yeah. Sort yeah, of yeah. mentality. That's sort God of God made me this way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like I think we can very easily operate from the fence, and it it kind of reminds me of the Princess Bride. He's like, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to, to die. die. Like his whole life is about avenging this thing, and so when you see it on Facebook, it's not. No one killed your father on Facebook because they're talking about yeah. different views about sexuality and racism. Like, but we don't need to prepare everyone to die yeah. because we have our gut in the issue. Right. Yeah. Get your gut out of it. Right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. If, if your if your reputation is one of a provocateur, then you need to reevaluate what oh, and why you're doing it. Yeah. Right. You know, on the flip side of it is is the is the ultra s- hypersensitivity everybody has too. Yeah, oh, I don't yeah. get all bent out of shape when people have an opinion about who I am or what they think I am, uh, because let me let me give you a biblical aspect to this. Jesus said, you know, the law is the mirror; we look in it to reflect and see our own shortcomings, whatever, and. We are to love the Lord our God with our heart, mind, and soul, and our neighbor as ourselves. right? Mm-hmm. So 
we would all concede the fact that we should love ourselves, which is another issue, but we should because we have value. Most of us do. But there are days that I wake and wake up and look in the mirror and I go, you're stupid, Sammy. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I don't love myself. Mm-hmm. It just means maybe I didn't like something that Sammy did that day. My point is, is that uh, I feel like that sometimes we can call out what we think is stupid mm-hmm. and still love people. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a way to do me? it. Yeah. yeah, there's a way yeah. to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, I wouldn't be as blunt with someone else as I am with myself. Yeah. And maybe not even nearly as hard on somebody else as I am on myself. But my point is, is that that doesn't mean I don't love myself because I call myself out on something. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, so, and it doesn't mean that I maybe don't love you if, if I have a different opinion yeah. than you do about something. So, so with that, a good stance, I think, to take is, am I willing to be corrected? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, are we am all I, am I open and to correction? And, and then, and, and start with myself, am I, am I open for correction? Could I be wrong? Because I've had I've had views, political and and and, and not, not political that have changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Am I open to to correction? And, and I think before I comment on someone else, I've got to ask: Am I open to correction as, on that as well? Mm-hmm. Even if I don't, if I think I'm right, maybe I'm, and maybe I am right. But am I open to to receive correction? I don't know if you all have ever noticed this. Probably not, because you wouldn't. Maybe, but maybe you have. In my preaching, when I talk, oftentimes when I talk about the reasons that we do things that in our ministry that we do, I will say, I want to explain to you why, I, I'm not bashing anybody else, but I want you all to understand why we do it this way. Why is it we take communion every week? Mm-hmm. I want you to understand why, that, why we do it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying everybody else is wrong. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand why it is we're doing what we're doing, yeah. why we baptize by immersion. Okay. I know some of you probably were baptized when you were children and you were dedicated by your parents in the Catholic Church or whatever it may be. We don't practice that here. Let me tell you why we, why we don't do that. Okay, And I try to approach it from a what we're doing and why versus you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And let yeah. me tell you why you're wrong. Right. You understand what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? So I think you can get your same, um, if, if there's some hills that you want to die on, <laughs> you know, and there are some things in my Christian world that I'm not willing to negotiate. Obviously, there's some there's some uh, ultimate things that aren't up for grabs to me. Right. But they're not very. That list isn't very long. That's right. It's a pretty short list. You know, the virgin birth, the death on the cross of Christ, his resurrection, his return. Those aren't up for grabs. I'm not going. I'm not going. You're not going to persuade me to have a different opinion about those issues. Yeah, that's right. It's not going to happen. Not because of what I say, but because of what God's word says mm-hmm. and its authority in my life. Yeah. So those aren't going to be up for grabs. On the other, on the flip side of it is there's a lot of things that are 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 gray areas that have some negotiability about them that really don't matter a whole lot. Here's, here's one of the things that was disturbing to me recently is the whole Lauren Daigle thing. Oh. That was that bothered me. What's her thing? Well, here's the th- she came out with, what's the name of the song, Courtney? You the Say. Thing? You Say, okay? Yeah. And she's a self-proclaimed Christ follower, okay? Like all of us, she's struggling to figure it out. And she made a conscious decision with her agent to go on the Ellen DeGeneres show, yeah. which mm-hmm. she received huge she used a lot of criticism with that. Lots of criticism from the Christian community from doing that. Why? B- 
because they felt she because Ellen DeGeneres is a, is a, uh, yeah, yeah because she lives a gay lifestyle. So they said you are being a propagator, if you will, of that community and that lifestyle by going on her show. You didn't draw a line in the sand. To which I'm sitting here thinking, well, technically, if you really want to be biblical about it, she did exactly what Jesus would have <laughs> That's done. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Then she went through another thing when her song went to like pop radio stations. Crossed station. over. Crossed over. Yeah. And that went, uh, people went automatically through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was she's like, she's compromised her Christianity. She's compromised Christianity. And I was like, what are y'all thinking? Yeah. And yeah. my friends are joking, like, that song's not a Christian song. I'm like, have you ever heard the lyrics? If you think about well, it. Well, have you ever listened to yourself talk? Yeah, have you heard yourself talk? Because <laughs> if you, you don't talk about Christ all the time. Yeah. I don't talk about Christ every breath I breathe. Sometimes I'm yeah. talking about not, fishing and guns that's and all that. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's not. You know what I I'm saying? It's, it's a song that wonderful, to be honest. Like I think it's brilliant that Christians are excellent at their craft and respected by all kinds of people. But Therefore, it's the Christians their message that are the, is out. Are the yeah. people that are crucifying. Yeah. I know, but I just I honestly that's ridiculous. Like Hillsong was on, I guess, the Today Show a couple of years ago. They're okay. Hoda and Kathy Lee are drinking at six a.m. Like right. we could crucify Let's Hillsong over it's that. Like but it's like they're six p.m. You know, they're yeah. oh, <laughs> whatever. It's their five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> but I just, I the criticism I think is unreasonable because that I think that is how Christians operate in the secular world. We be excellent at our craft. People respect that, mm-hmm. and and they see the way you or you construct your life, and that is an excellent ministry to people who have no idea about God because their guts in it. Like, you know, it's so easy to offend by saying, you know, sin and you're wrong and all all these things, but to show someone what an an exemplary lifestyle looks like, I think that's valuable. I mean, when I was young, people did this to Billy Graham. They, they crucified Billy Graham because especially in the Christian church, because he didn't hammer baptism by immersion. The way he handled the invitation was, is he had all the local ministers in the area come down, and he said, I want you to get connected to your church, and they will lead you in your walk with Christ. And, I, you know, and, and I'm sitting there thinking of all the criticism, you know, whether, he, whether that was completely, you know, God will have to judge that. I can't. But but I'm thinking to myself, the people that are criticizing have never led anybody to Christ. Right. Right. What what are you doing? I mean, this guy is has has dedicated his whole life mm-hmm. and has touched more lives and led more people to Christ than than you'll ever even meet. What are you what yeah. what is what are you doing? You know, you have to kind of self reflect on all this stuff exactly. a little bit. I don't know. I just uh, until I do something grander than that, I don't think I have earned a right. To criticize, to criticize anybody. I'm not criticizing Hillsong. I can't sing. Yeah. yeah. I'm not criticizing Lauren Daigle. I mean, I'll never get an invitation to Ellen DeGeneres. So, and by the way, I would go if I did. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Just throw that out there. And then going back to what she said earlier, like, she was like in Pittsburgh doing an interview. Like, she does like her meet and greets, all that stuff. She posted the video on her Instagram. She's and a guy from the Pops radio station goes, Why did you put this song on Pop Radio? She said, I see it as art in a way to testify and explain what this point of song means to people. I want it to be an explanation to people that may not have ever heard this song, but hear it now. And I was like, that's exactly what Jesus would say. I want you to be example and show you what it would be. Because 
I see it as something that can be something somebody else's a different opinion, but I can honestly understand where the point is. And maybe maybe somebody here at the pop radio is like, it was just God they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I think about yeah. it. You this never know. Doorway. What's so funny to me is that if she wasn't on a Christian label, people like Christian people would be finding her music and being like, "That's amazing." Oh yes, we like should do it. Carrie Underwood and you yeah. two, and they're like drawing all these lines and connections Everything. and things, and and it I, I, to me that's so yeah. Nice. Should we get mad when someone sings "Jesus Take the Wheel" in the church? Right. Maybe. Which they did over and over. But and should over we get over mad at Carrie Underwood yeah. for singing about getting drunk and then singing Amazing Grace? I don't know. People right. think she's right. amazing, yeah. but she's not on a Christian label, so I guess she's, yeah, safe. she's safe. She's safe. Yeah. <laughs> she's not pretending to be something she's not. Yeah. But and we'll sing her song. Yeah. 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 You know what? Well, I mean, this whole thing. Is, that's why I'm saying, as you get older and more mature, you make. You make these concessions, is what yeah. I'm talking yeah. about. You well, understand, and you're not so quick to judge all this stuff. Right. With this whole idea of social media and engaging in social media, many come to the conclusion, you know what, I'm just done with social media. Yep. I sh- shouldn't even deal with it, touch it. Let's talk for a second about that. Um, is that the path we should take? That's starting to be a really good trend. People are starting to do that, is what I've noticed. Like people like turning off commenting and like deleting it all, yeah. but eventually, but then they come back into the cycle. They want to get back in and say, "Oh, what have I missed? Yeah. Why would you say that healthy, and come back?" But we ultimately we do want we do want Christians to be the the loudest and most inviting voice right. on yeah, social media. Yeah. Well, that's the key: loud and inviting. Yeah, because <laughs> well, right now it's loud and hateful yeah. a lot of the time. Sure. Yeah, and so an an invitation yeah. to Real Christianity, I think, is the ultimate goal. Well, let me rephrase the question. Okay. It's probably not phrased in a uh, fair way. Um, I, I, uh, I don't have to get off social media in order to be a Christian. Right. No. Right? In order no. To be right. You mm-hmm. don't. I, I might choose to be uh, be done with it, and that's mm-hmm. and that's fine. Um, and I think for some, it's really healthy and really important. Because if you can't control your gut and you can't control your mouth. Get off. Well, on a flip side, for me personally, I got off Facebook some time ago, a couple of years ago, you know, and I had over 3,000 friends, so to speak, which I doubt very seriously (laughs) that they're my friends. But anyway, uh, but I did, I made that choice not because of um, uh, that I was uh, engaging in necessarily controversial things. It was just bringing me down personally. Yeah. I had to make a personal decision, mm-hmm. and it was starting to. Uh, I was getting obsessive over it, losing sleep over com- things that were being said, yeah. and that was not healthy right. for spiritually for me. I can't mm-hmm. speak for anyone else. That's right. But for me personally, uh, it was not a good thing. You know, I, I uh, you know, I, I've often been tempted to to just get rid of Facebook. I don't tweet and I don't do Instagram. I should because I hear those are the coolest ones, but. I don't really do those things. I do Facebook primarily. Mm-hmm. And I've been tempted several times just to be dumb because I'm tired of reading all the nasty, mm-hmm. all the negative. Now, I've found a great feature that, that has been beneficial for me, and that's the hide button. I can hide people's stuff and never see them. Mm-hmm. And, that's uh, smart. And so that I've had to do that for a couple people that just I know it's not positive to engage. But the, on the flip side, you know, we've got uh, um, a friend of our ministry uh, who has a pretty big net, uh, platform. 
and he is regularly using his social media um, uh, in a corrective way when he sees things wrong in the culture and the society and within the church as a whole. He's often doing that, you know. Um, I think that's a beneficial thing. I think if we all walked away from social media, we could be compromising a, a lot of communication that is beneficial. Mm-hmm. And I have no doubt that some people, you know, it's... <coughs> Here, here was my personal dilemma with it. Okay, I would if I made a comment. Okay, for instance, of you know, I if I made a comment about the positive aspects of prayer, and then I had um, uh, thirty comments back about what I said, I felt morally obligated to respond to every single one of those. It drove me crazy, personally. Mm-hmm. I couldn't let it end there yeah. because I felt like I was either being misinterpreted, misunderstood, uh, misquoted, again, because they don't know the tone or my motive or That's all right. those things that are behind yeah. it. Yeah. And and it was, it was driving me nuts because I didn't want to be offensive, but I wanted to get the right perspective across of what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. It was driving me bonkers. Yeah. And I had to say, I can't do can't this. Do That's right. Yeah. I just, I can't do it. You know, I, not to mention that uh, everyone in Central Kentucky, I thought I also ought to be their pastor. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was hard for me to handle too, because mm-hmm. I want to be, but I can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I, I think what, one of the one of the basic um, rules that we could go by when thinking about social media is is um, uh, considering our witness. We could very we could very quickly lose uh, the ability to be heard in a conversation mm-hmm. by what we say and how we say it. Uh, I'm trying to kind of summarize our, some of our thoughts today. Mm-hmm. We when we're engaging in social media, we should we should be consider we should consider we could very quickly lose lose an audience mm-hmm. if we if we get our gut in it. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty. Good now I am on Twitter. Policy. And part of the reason I like Twitter, I don't make a lot of statements on Twitter, a few, not many. But it's to me, it's more news-oriented for me. I can scroll through Twitter feed and find out um, people that I follow kind of uh, updated news items that yep. are relevant yep. for my life. And I like that. Short, to the point, usually newsworthy. And I like that information. I like having it. it. For me, it's my newspaper. Yeah. 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 So that's how I look at that. Yeah. <coughs> and then once in a while, I'll write a letter to the editor. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> not very often, but once in a while. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not as, you know, it's a little better when you only have 140 characters. That's right. It's that's less, right. <laughs> there's less to offend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, then you, then you tweet on tweet on tweet. Yeah. yeah. Start a thread. Yeah. Anyway. You know, so here, here, here's the thing, I guess, to, to kind of wrap up our thinking for today. Uh, when we're using social media, we should we should remember that that people listen and read, and um, we should be careful about how we express our thoughts mm-hmm. and be considerate of, of the fact that uh, we we have, you know, in no other. And biblically era, speaking, why would we do that? Why would we consider? Yeah, why would we consider our thoughts, biblically speaking, as well, a Christ follower? Why would we do that? So my political views, for example, uh, have much are, are much less valuable than the gospel that we carry. 
the gospel that we carry, the message of Jesus, is much more important than my political views about whatever topic's happening today. There are people who need to know Jesus. There are mm-hmm. people who don't know Jesus who are mm-hmm. on my newsfeed. And um, and if I jeopardize that relationship or that voice because of a secondary issue, a, a political issue somewhere that really has nothing to do with Christ or the gospel, um, I'm jeopardizing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. That's that's the way I consider it. Yeah, I would too. And then the things that the the character of life that Jesus called us to, we have to constantly evaluate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, is my is my speech seasoned with salt? Is my um, am I getting caught up in coarse language? Am I getting am I allowing the sun to go down on my wrath? Mm-hmm. Am I am I allowing myself not to be a pursuer of peace and be a peacemaker? Uh, am I a troublemaker? Yeah. You know, instead, all those kinds of things. You yeah. know, I think we have to think about the character of who Jesus would want us to be. I don't think Jesus was passive. No, that's right. I don't think Jesus no. was passive no. by any form or weak, as some perceive weakness. But I do think that he chose his battles very wisely mm-hmm. on issues that were non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what we. So how do you uh, how do you d- determine what issues are non-negotiable? Well, I kind of go a little go bit through? back to what Grady said. I think you really have to reflect and pray about that. Read, mm-hmm. stay in tune with the Word to find out exactly what it is that that Jesus was willing to go to bat for. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, interestingly enough, you know, when Jesus was before his accusers, he was silent. Mm-hmm. There's a lesson there for us. Isn't there? There's a lesson there for yeah. us as well. But there were other occasions that, you know, he got rid of money changers from the temple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet they're both without sinning. Yeah. So, you know, uh, those are hard balances to strike. And, but I, I think we have to be careful about what we're choosing and not yeah. choosing to yeah. go to bat for. Well, I appreciate the conversation today, guys. It's been fun. Um, if so look for us on social media. Hey, look, yeah, <laughs> like, follow, share on social media. Uh, feel free to engage with us, and if, it's all Courtney's fault. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss, uh, email us at leesburgchristianchurch at gmail dot com, and uh, we'll talk about that. And uh, yeah, any uh, comments, we're we're open to hear them. And uh, I'll try I just, not to get offended. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I'll try. And uh, you know, I want to invite you to come. Uh, to Leesburg and uh, to our services and let's grow together. Absolutely. Fantastic. Growing cool, cool, cool. You have a good day. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.